uh, joined now on the line by Snesipo Maninjwa uh, to talk through, uh, I guess, some of the other stories that we saw out in the markets. Snesipo, good evening and welcome. Uh, evening, Aya. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, thanks. I certainly hope you are as well. I am, I am, I am, I am. So, Stacey, uh I guess as we kick things off uh, this week out in the markets, uh, let's maybe start off uh, in the world of fuel. Now, um, I did say last week to uh, some of our listeners, at some stage, uh, you know, might have to stare down the fuel retailers and say, please take a shave uh, on some of the... Uh, you know, nice guaranteed margins uh, that they have as part of uh, what is called the regulatory accounting system, which is, um, I guess, a key part of how the fuel price is determined in South Africa. We get margins uh, for quite a few things there. But yeah, what do you make of uh, some of the murmurs they've been making over the last week or so? And uh, also now summarily, the response from the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. Okay, so I think, um, yeah, eight months, the fuel price has, incrementally risen at a very mm. sharp curve due to the under-recovery. Mm. Under-recovery. But that's not sustainable. That's not sustainable, and it was bound to come to an end eventually. Now, we're we're in a position where um, DMRE um, has taken the position of we need to relook at the basic, the calculation of the basic sale price. The last time that was done, it was in the early 2000s. Mm. And the idea is just to look at, we look at all the components and the calculations. Now, what for me is interesting is you've got um, the, the, the fuel majors, the retailers, uh, wholesalers, um, not coming to the party. When I say not coming to the party, I talk about, for me, it's understanding that effectively we're all in this together and they have sort of thrown the baton at government saying, you, your levies on your taxes are the reasons why fuel is so expensive. And but then they forget to mention that a big part of the determination of that price is not only just those taxes and levies on RAF and just on the, you know, and all of that, but also their margins are part of, you know, that mix as well. I think that fundamentally their margins have increased above inflation for the past seven, eight years. Basically. That that is the reality. That not in the past two years, um, the retail margin hasn't risen two years because we had a period where the fuel price had gone down. But fundamentally, all things being equal, they have benefited. Now, I'm of the belief that we are all in this together and there needs to be a collaborative approach between private sector and public sector because the current rate of increase jumps that we're experiencing in the fuel price with no reprieve from OPEC increasing supply, no reprieve from uh, Vlad and what he's doing in Ukraine, we're going to be in this for a while. And there needs to be a collaborative approach in terms of how do we shield the FA consumer? It, because it, 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 for me, that we all have to come into the party. Everyone needs to share in the pain. Everyone. And um, they are. They were talks about some some deregulation, which I I disagree with. The deregulation for me in this, which is such an essential price, you can never deregulate this because it controls almost every product or service that we as consumers purchase, um, purchase or sell in any aspect. So fundamentally, um, I, I do not like the approach of the fuel majors because I believe we all need to be in it together. We all need to be in it together. And 
for me, it, it, there's a level of lack of goodwill around it. The thing is that government, as much as you can say the the taxes are levied or X, Y, Z, we know what government is, what's in that government levy. We know where it's going. We know exactly where it's going. It's very, very transparent. Where there's a lack of transparency is on the full major side. Yeah. If you can't afford this, let us talk through it. And that is, I think, that is the approach, and that's where we need to have the discussion, mm. which is, which is, we know where it's going. The levies for government it goes to road accident fund, general road levy. We yeah. know where the budget line item. You've got Minister Enoch, who's going to in a few months break down. We're going to talk about the surplus. Mm. We know exactly where it's going. Sure. We know how much it's raised. However, the where there's not a bit of transparency and is on the few major side. The other, the other elements, Nisip, I'm quite interested in, I guess, alongside that consideration of the lack of transparency on the part of the fuel majors is, so, so the definition of how, or what the basic fuel price is, they say it's an import parity price, uh, looking at what it would cost a South African petrol importer to buy petrol from an international refinery, transport the product from that refinery, insure it against losses at sea, and then land the product on South African shores, and then, of course, you know, there's other downstream stuff. Just on this price alone, um, in how the fuel price is calculated, I don't understand our friends out in Secunda, um, who would not be importing any petrol there out at Sassol, uh, would not be getting it, I think, from, I guess, any international refinery or transporting it or anything of that kind, uh, and yet would be benefiting, I guess, from a price determination thing that assumes they were an importer, but the stuff is actually made out here. Uh, Yes or no? Yes or no? Because to so it's the quantum, and I mean just from a general country. How much? How much of our greater fuel purchases do they actually? Oh contribute? yeah, sure. Okay. Parity is made up of different input parity is made up of different mm. jurisdictions as well. So, but wait, but wait, and, I and mean, wait, wait, wait. So, so I'd hear that right if we were saying they're a major that everybody buys from. But effectively, they're also a very much a big downstream player. I mean, there's Sassol Garages now, which, you know, uh, I guess one would go and buy from, which upstream is coming from the same player. Um, so, so I get, I think you're right, on volumes that probably are bigger people and there are other sort of bigger refineries and so on. Um, but surely, I mean, in that case, the, their cost base is totally unrelated to what's factored into this price. Yes, it's not. That's remember, mm, it, it, okay. the price. If you the import parity is based on um, international, um, it's been international uh, refinery margins. Yes, I get so, that part. But what about all the other stuff? Insurance, uh, you know, yes, right on board the, price, all of that stuff. I get the the whole thing that in the market, yes, it's determined on an import parity price sharp. But all the other bells and whistles on the price. Hmm. Gotta understand. Ocean was from Secunda. From Secunda. Guys, me ask but it's okay. It's okay. And you can, and you need like, as I say, if you, that's why I'm happy government is having this discussion because it's opening up to, it's opening up as, again, again, transparency. This is literally my argument is that. We know where the levies are going. This part here, we need to start digging. Sure. Yeah, and, and I it, guess, I mean, Spencer, one of the interesting things is that South Africa, I mean, by comparison, has one of the most transparent, I guess, 
fuel mm. determination mechanisms. Uh, and you're right. I mean, even in that determination's corners, question marks around, you know, what goes into that? What goes into that? You know? Yeah, so like it's and, and those like that's what I say it's, it's it's important that we get an understanding of it, but we can't get an understanding of it if we're not all prepared to play open cards. Let's shift to Zambia. Uh, President Hakainde Hichilema, he was in South Africa a few weeks ago for the mining in Daba. Uh, mm-hmm. He came into power and he was staring the barrel of the creditors. Uh, and effectively, one of the things he'd spoken about at that stage was trying to find one another with the sovereign creditors insofar as, you know, sorting out the debt crisis and uh, maybe unlocking some funds from the IMF to deal with where we are now. Uh, but uh, I guess when those discussions started, um, they also coincided with a massive surge in copper prices, uh, much higher at the moment than historic levels. Um, you know, if you look at some of the, I guess, uh, 25-year numbers insofar as where copper was in, in the early 2000s and uh, even around the global financial crisis, still at much higher levels at the moment. Uh, will he go into these discussions with creditors uh, I guess, uh, with a bit of a sort of a buoyant step on the back of, um, I guess, a very favorable price environment for the key export of uh, that Southern African country. Yes. Uh, what do you mean by that? Expropriated? Expropri- it was expropriated. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was taken away. That one by- Does it really matter? I mean, if, if in the main, Beijing, you know, is uh, at the center of it all. I mean, if, unless it is Beijing. I mean, if, if you have a marginal creditor, say South Africa they're saying I Tina Tina we want more. Uh, uh, we can't even like we can't even use it like this. Well of course I mean as I said to, to our listeners earlier on, um it also the timing of it is very very interesting. Um anybody who's looking for security of supply of critical inputs into the energy transition, into the digital transition, into so many things, even electric vehicles can't help but look to like Zambia, DRC, and that neck of the woods, because that's where the copper is, that's where the cobalt is, that's where the coltan is. Um, and uh, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if people in uh, Kitwe, in Dola, and uh, many other parts there uh, are waiting for a booming 20s kind of scenario, because a lot of people in the market seemingly are calling that. Oh, yes, like I said, yes. And, and, and this IMF that- facility, what's that for? Yeah, it's one we're certainly going to be following quite closely. But um, we also do know, staying in the minerals sector, Anglo, uh, Anglo-American Thermal Coal Division was spun off into what is now Tungela Resources. They put out uh, their first set of uh, half-year numbers, uh, and it seems things are looking good. It's not only copper prices that are buoyant, but seemingly uh, the prices of the black stuff as well. Yes, coal mine, yeah. What have they done? Let's do it where we can't take advantage of this. And, yeah, it's, it's not looking good. Last one, Snezipo. I mean, I guess um, in relation to the point there that you're making around the role of uh, freight rail in, uh, I guess, derailing the plans of uh, coal miners, of iron ore miners and many others, uh, we do know a lot of the freight of uh, those sectors now uh, runs on our roads, uh, some of which are told and some of which are not told. And uh, it seems... Uh, the noises are getting louder uh, about Sandral's uh, new uh, evaluation processes and procurement framework, uh, and it seems uh, the uh, civil engineering sector is kicking up a storm and continuously so. Um, yes, yeah, so um, 
um, consulting engineers. Again, this is taking away work. And But let's talk about that just for a second, because the impression being created in many of these reports is that Sandral is being unreasonable in delaying these tenders because of what is its issue here. And what is at issue is that you can't have the same you know, um, engineering consultants designing the specifications of the bid and then ultimately the same people sitting on the evaluation uh, committees. And so there should be some separation of duties and functions here, which is what is at stake rather than, I guess, a lot of the smoke and daggers people are talking about. They don't evaluate it on the first. They look at... Um, but here they were doing it, right? That's the issue. But here they were designing the spec yes. and then sitting on committees to evaluate the same tenders they designed the spec on. Yes. They just... Yes, they did. No one is denying that. No one's denying that. No one's denying that. No one's denying it. I'm just pointing out that the industry does not view this as an issue. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so However, we're going to have to pause here unfortunately we have run out of time and it's a real pity and it's maybe something we need to pick up uh, we're hoping to create a discussion around because this thing of procurement but uh, we're going to have to leave it here for tonight it's always a pleasure catching up with you thank you very much for your time